0: Why the ghost is the ghost and what she's mad about. That's a little bit more sort of typical ghost story lore. But the curse itself, that is so specific and just absolutely terrifying.
1: The amount of kids we're going to kill just in this one conversation today is just, uh, <laughs> yeah, insane. If you get those clickbait
2: lists about uh, the most twisty endings in, ever in movies. Oh, I click yeah. on them, and this is always on there, as it should be. Ooh, we're getting spooky this time on the <laughs> podcast as we talk about ghosts and fun stuff like that with a special guest, friend of the show, making right. another another return to Fright Club, and we love it. Welcome, this is the Fright Club podcast, and she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from madwolf.com. And first of all, usually we save this plug until the end, but we've got to give a, a quick early plug to the Fright Club podcast group on Facebook because they came out in force last night at the Bruce Orama event here in Columbus, Ohio. That was a blast.
0: It was super fun. And we got to have, we did a bonus Fright Club a couple of weeks ago where we got to interview Bruce Campbell and that was super fun and a little nerve wracking. Yeah, if if, if you didn't hear it,
2: he's got this traveling show. It's half game show and half movie. The first part of it. It is it's a game show called Last Fan Standing where everybody uh, uses their phone and answers some some trivia questions and then the top 4 in the room, get to come up on stage and have a little tri- a, a fan-off That's right. to become the last fan standing. And I'm telling you, the winner last night won a sweet piece of swag yeah. that, that we want.
0: We do want it. We do want From it. From the
2: new Evil Dead Rise movie. But then
0: the, uh, we'd like to point out that the the runner-up is a friend of the show. Yes, part of Lindsay. The, yeah, part of the doctor show. Um, yeah. Super fun uh, The Sick World Yeah The Sick World of Doctor Show and Yeah was, yeah uh, Joel
2: uh, And then Lindsay Got up yeah, on stage yeah. And
0: she came in second She did come in second She did a great job She did
2: So anyway that was fun And we thank everybody For using that We had forgotten We ran into so many <laughs> So many Fright Clubbers Last night And we had forgotten It's yeah. because They were nice enough To give us a pre-sale code yeah. When tickets went on sale So thank you for taking advantage of that. It makes us look good. It did,
0: but also we all got some nice seats. We were all in the orchestra pit because it was pre-sale. So
2: So not only that, but it also maybe ensures us some some more groovy opportunities in the future. We hope so. So thanks to Bruce for for talking to us about it, and thanks to the crowd for coming out. So that was fun. Uh, So we're looking ahead. Oh, no, we also look back at the last... Last podcast right. was with a Fright Club Live at Gateway mm-hmm. where we showed session nine right. and talked about patience in horror. That That's was good.
0: Right. That's right, That was super fun. And um and it the the movie went over huge. People really loved it. Better Very, than Hagazusa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. Although the one person, there was only one person who I think didn't care for the movie, and that was that was Maddie. And but she was like the one person who did like Hagazusa. <laughs> so, so it, it works does. out. That's right. It's a good balance. <laughs> Um, One of the things that we we neglected to do, though, when we were talking about it, we didn't point out that the Denver State Hospital, where session nine is filmed, that when it was a working hospital, that's where they made the horrifying documentary Titty Cut Follies. Right. Um, which we Seth have pointed about that before, out,
2: though. and that was a good point. And that I'd we...
0: forgotten all about that. So yeah, thank you, Seth. And then also, we want to say hello to our friend Dustin, who is—he's uh, in L.A. now. He was a, a long-time freight clubber. Would come to the alliance. Yeah, he,
2: Dustin and Michelle moved to L.A. and he reached a milestone. That's this right. Past week. That's
0: right. He he re- he went back in the wayback machine. He he's listened to every single podcast now. He just sort of cloud through all what 260
2: 246 so, or 7 yeah, we're up to now
0: episodes. So that's thank, well done. Thank you and also we're sorry. <laughs> no, we're not. We're
2: proud. <laughs> we're proud of the progress we, ha- we have made that's because right. I think episode number 1 is probably like some some songwriter that goes back and listens to early songs that they wrote and think what was I doing? <laughs> Some of those early ones might have been rough, so yeah, we'll I'm let sure you listen to those. I'm sure they but, uh, if were. We're li- not going to listen to them again. If he listened to all of them, that means see, How many has he heard with our with our guest returning today? A few. I believe
0: this is this is at least the fourth. I think this is the fourth time. Nice that our it's possibly the fifth. Yeah,
2: so we oh. welcome back friend of the show filmmaker George Popoff. Welcome again.
1: Well, thanks guys. It's great to be back. Uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 awesome. We're we're just. Uh, Getting all together and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I love it. Well, you've heard us so, yeah, talk about
2: uh, George's um, narrative films, uh, Hex and the Droving, right. which you like very much. And now, just for for people that may not have heard about your projects, your side world projects, which is what we're talking about uh, more today, explain again what you mean by side world and what you're doing there with those documentaries.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sideworld is, is a series of now uh, uh, three documentary films. That uh, all came out uh, last year, and uh, that was a that was a crazy year. Before that, making them, <laughs> yeah. I so uh, no, uh, absolutely. But uh, no, it's 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 great fun. It's something that from from Hex and the Droving, like uh, as as you well know, we have our interest in in all all these stories and legends and history and places and and. Uh, Uh, A lot of that with other future narrative projects as well. So uh, putting together a series of documentaries where we explore the more uh, um, factual or folkloric end of of, uh, all these stories from uh, Britain. And in the future, we're aiming at the world as well to be able to bring all that, that culture to the surface and all these great horror stories we can share. Um, that's a lot of what Star Wars about and uh, the atmosphere that comes with it.
0: All three documentaries are available on VFD from, from Amazon Prime. You can get them basically anywhere. They are really, really fun and really informative. I have enjoyed all three of them very much. The most recent one, Damnation Village, was kind of the inspiration for this because it's ghosts. So that was kind for of this the, podcast. for this yeah. podcast, for this for this topic today. But,
2: but in previous podcasts, we have talked about because the first one was haunted forests of England, right? Right. We talked about that, and then we did the sea monsters, yeah, sea monsters, uh, the was terrors cool. of the sea, yes. which is very cool. And now we're up to Damnation Village.
0: That's right. But then, but you also have merch, right? As well. And then I know yeah. that on Twitter, you guys do a lot of of these quick tweets about just folklore from all over the world, which has got to be just like a, a, an outgrowth of the research that you're doing, right? Absolutely. I mean,
1: like one one other thing about Sadworld, we saw that like uh, uh, after um, enduring making the films and finding all these stories, we saw that people love uh, sharing sharing all these stories and and sharing all all of that folklore and culture around in in many different ways, including like all all kinds of formats. And today, as you very well know, I mean, it's it's just the different ways of of uh, artistic expression. And people love to hear one on a podcast and then to watch a YouTube video on it and then sit down and maybe spend an hour hour and a half on a documentary or, or a feature film to just enjoy the atmosphere. And, and uh, uh, yeah, with the tweets, it just gives a, it gives us a chance for every day to share something from around the world. Many stories that people have not heard of uh, maybe from, from the rest is sometimes we'll have like, you know, this is a ghost from Mali. This right. is a, uh, you know, <laughs> a beautiful, uh, uh, cr- crazy monster from Canada or from the Arctic regions or anything. And uh uh, until we get to the point where uh, we have a full feature documentary for every region, you know, and every <laughs> place around the world, you know, in the future, I think um, being able for us to all share and learn those, I just, it just, I think it makes the world even smaller. And because we all share those passions and, you know, for these stories, uh, it's, it's, it's such a great way to bond. Yeah. Uh, and with, and with the items too, like having something that you can hold and you can, you can, like a little bug or, or your or a t a shirt or some of the great items we have where, um, We try to do something where every item tells a little story. We have Mm -hmm. some more simple merch ones as well. But uh, one collection that I love is called the Dark Archives, which basically has these um, monsters. For example, if we do Sea Monster, the Sea Monster series, uh, you get a a wonderful artwork of of monster on the forefront, on the the front of the shirt. And then on the back, you get a a custom made horror story for that one shirt that uh, either me or Jonathan or someone else in the crew, we came together and we wrote specifically. So, you know, we try to put this like sort of real tactile feel and storytelling in everything so you kind of surround yourself with, with less uh, uh, corporate stuff and more like the, the real I love things that. that we all love.
0: That is awesome. That's and great. just, uh, we'll have links to that in the blog that goes yeah. along with this podcast so that it's going to be easy for you guys to just click and find what you're looking for. And I do love, and I, I highly recommend if you don't follow follow SideWorld on Twitter that you do because you, it's not just a little quick tweet telling, it's, there's always an image and the images are, Mm. terrifying and awesome and (laughs) also really beautiful
1: well thank you thank you yeah we 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 try and and uh, we're working now with quite a few uh people as well to to bring them from from all kinds and everywhere so uh yeah there'll be there'll be a lot more of that uh coming in
2: yeah and it's interesting just in the last several years when i think folk horror has had sort of a comeback i didn't realize maybe before that how much i love it
0: Oh yeah, I love
2: the whole genre.
0: Yes, and I think it's because it's always existed folk horror. That's yeah. really why it's called that. And it, and so it it it's something that stood the test of time and has always. I think the reason that it has is because it taps into primal terror, mm-hmm. primal fears, in a way that um you know that other horrors do not. And uh and and it's I think fascinating to look at similarities um, um you know from cultures like a um, millions of miles apart. You know it's it's interesting to see how the same basic human fear manifests differently depending on what the culture is I just full core is the best yeah
2: and and side world is doing a great job covering the different yeah. you know you've got the sea and then go in the forest okay scary oh yeah and, <laughs> and now we're getting into what's scarier than ghosts so uh, that's a fun way to, to go about it and we're gonna dig in to some of our favorites here right now yes So we've got a bunch of great ghosts that didn't quite didn't quite make it, and right. I knew, I probably could have guessed that you were going to start with The Librarian in Ghostbusters, because <laughs> that's, that's an like Everybody knows that one. Oh, yeah.
0: That's a good, that's a great scary ghost, but it couldn't carry, like, I mean, I mean ghosts and ghost stories. This is one of the sort of mo- most populated areas of horror films, and so obviously we had to leave a lot out, and I'm just going to run through some of my favorites that didn't make the list of Librarian Ghostbusters yet. Um, Yoni and Shig from Koroniko. i just just realizing, I don't think we ever... Tried to say that title out loud before. <laughs> I just realized how I stumbled over it. And also Dark Water, the original 2002 Dark Water has a great ghost in it. Tomas from The Orphanage. Oh, yeah. This close. Tomas was this yeah, close. I know just, you love it. I know you love it. Just got bumped at the last minute. And then also the, the main little girl from Kill Baby Kill, Mario Bava's Kill Baby Kill. She's uh-huh. super creepy. Love her. And then there are a couple where, technically speaking, Candyman is a ghost, if you think about it. And also Freddy Krueger, technically speaking, Freddy uh. Krueger is a ghost. But not really in the way that I wanted them to be, so they're not on here. (laughs) And then there are ghosts that don't really have names, the Changeling. That's a creepy but sweet ghost. He's really just trying to do the best thing, Mm -hmm. the Changeling ghost. And then also Poltergeist, which is a lot of different ghosts. Yeah um, and uh, and they will inspire you to tear the flesh off your own face. Yeah, so you couldn't
2: narrow that down to just one no. the, the poltergeist, and no. poltergeist, but right. that's a, all right. So
0: But they're all th- these are all ghost tales that you yeah. all should watch. Everybody should watch these. Yeah.
2: So but our top 5 here is mainly focusing on the ghost right. itself, right? Not necessarily the movie. Right, the ghost. But the ghost. Yeah. Well, these are good ones. Number 5 from 2001 after Carlos, a 12-year-old whose father has died in the Spanish Civil War. Arrives at an ominous boy's orphanage, he discovers the school is haunted and has many dark secrets which he must uncover. This is Santi the Ghost in Devil's Backbone.
1: Yeah, Santi, what an endearing ghost, right? I mean, it's just in the bleakness of the Devil's Backbone, mm-hmm. such a hard hitting film, such a. Again, it, it almost seems like a dress rehearsal for Pan's Labyrinth, which is oh yeah, which is one of my favorite films of all time. Yes. And like I couldn't help uh, but rewatch again all those elements that that then repeat on and and are expanded on in, yeah. in Pan's Labyrinth. And you know, from the setting to to everything, and um, the spirit of Santi. Well, you can almost say spirit of Santi, right? You know, <laughs> like because because uh, the Catholic themes with Guillermo, they're never too far away. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and he he kind of says for himself that when they ask him Guillermo are you religious and he says well I say what Louis Buñuel says like I'm an atheist thank god <laughs> so, <laughs> it's always so close and i i think it uh, it's a such a tragic ghost uh, wonderful visually you know you, you you know the 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 image of of the of the underwater blood coming yes. out from his forehead and my you know and thing. you trying to figure out how you know that works into the story and um yeah it's a very appropriate goes for the 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 best way to uh interweave the supernatural element with the harsh reality of what those kids, you know, have to face in, in, in that world. Yeah, and we we love his films and
2: one of the best things I think that he does, no matter what kind of story he's telling, he always To me, he always wears his heart on his sleeve in the most beautiful ways, and you can see that here as well.
0: One of the things, too, I think that that you see also, actually in a lot of his films, but also most recently in, in Pinocchio is... That um, when it comes to uh, war, I, you can tell that it, for him the the tragedy that befalls children is really yeah. specifically, I think, motivating to him. And mm-hmm. you see it, of course, in lamarath, You see it in, in Pinocchio. And then obviously you see it first and kind of the most clearly here as we just follow these orphans. Um, and I do love that also the ghost is the least scary thing to these children, right? The ghost yeah is another kid and isn't really a bad force. Like, everything is so terrifying, just every part of their everyday, yeah. you know, bullies and the government and the death of their parents and the war that's around them and what their future might hold, that a ghost is actually not, you know, not such a scary yeah. notion. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of times when you watch any kind of a horror movie, the fact that the protagonist is following something that's supernatural, you're like, you're watching it going... No way. This is zero chance that this would really happen. This is only happening because he has to for the movie to move forward. But that does—that's not the case in *Pan's Labyrinth*. You're like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like. Why not? What's the worst thing that could happen, right? So I love that about this. But I do, I think, it's just the tenderness throughout the whole movie that gives the, the film an emotional sort of tenor that most horror films miss.
2: Yeah, I think that's very, very true. And that's number number five on our list, The Devil's Backbone, Guillermo del Toro from 2001, Santi is the ghost. So moving up to number four, this is from 2012. A young solicitor travels to a remote village where he discovers that the vengeful ghost of a scorned woman is terrorizing the locals. This is Jeanette the ghost in The Woman in Black.
1: There are those who believe the whole town is cursed, but the house in the marsh is by far the worst.
0: She once is unknown, but she always comes back. The specter of darkness.
1: The woman in black.
2: This one I remember very well because for some reason, I didn't have a lot of hopes for this movie at the time. I don't know why, but it turned out to be really impressive. I remember walking out and going, that was a damn good ghost story.
0: Yeah, it is really good. So it's James Watkins who did Eden Lake, which yeah. was one of our favorites. It's one mm. of our first Fright Club Lives was yeah. Eden Lake. Um, and yeah, people were mad. They were mad. People were <laughs> mad. Um, That's
2: not a happy story.
0: And uh, and it, and it was really uh, Daniel Radcliffe's first big post Harry Potter film. Yeah. And we were rooting. For, I was rooting for him. You know, I'm like I, I was a little sad that he went from you know, Hogwarts to a supernatural film, but that's fine. Um, but I was really and I think the the trailer, one of the reasons that we didn't have high expectations, the trailer made a lot of sort of the the digital ghost. And, and you thought, Ugh, I don't know about that. But I mean, the, the way that it ratchets up tension and then the actual story itself, which is taken from a BBC movie from a few years earlier, well, actually, probably at least a decade earlier. This is also quite creepy, but not as hard hitting like not as many jump scares that are done well mm-hmm. it's more um atmospheric and it kind of wears on you whereas this one is just horrible it's a horrible story it's a terrible but it's got story. a great atmosphere too it the gothic the really atmosphere does. is great it really does and it's so sad and i love the resolution because the resolution is so sad That it stays true to the whole story, but also just throughout these images of children who just decide and you watch them. These three adorable little girls are playing together. They all get up, they hold hands, and then they just toss themselves out a third story window to their desk. You're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Um, It's a powerful, very scary movie. It is.
1: Oh yeah, and that—that that, that was just the opening. And then the amount—the <laughs> yeah. amount—the amount of kids we're gonna kill just in this one conversation today is just uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: insane.
1: Uh, every movie, I loved it, and I'm same as you. When it came out, I—I I remember it just seemed like a one of those films that they were trying to plug the Harry Potter actors to make them like stars. After that, yep. and it, they weren't all working, and and he said like it was it was the the, the it was a very Hollywood cut. The trailer, yeah, for a story that's like so inherently like creepy British type of right. mansion story, it just needed a different sort of treatment. But, um, yeah, when I watched, it, I was like, Where has this been all my life? Like, this is amazing, yeah. and um, it's so so beautifully done, so well directed, uh, and 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 uh, uh the, the color scheme, everything about it is, is so creepy, and you said it is, it is horrible. And uh, I have seen also the the, the original BBC yeah. uh, thing, which which for its time, which is probably nineteen ninety or eighty nine, uh, I think it's it's great, and they're they're creeping their own way in in a kind of like janky British sort of way, right? Um, but but th- the, but this is the one where you you kind of really wins you over mm-hmm. in, in its in its visuals and and in its. Uh, Uh, Like in the framing, like there is always enough of the frame left uh, that you can see, you know, um, uh, similar of the innocence or something where there is so much of it left open where there could be a ghost there or there. And, uh, yeah, it's a a great story. And also well done to Daniel Radcliffe. I thought he was. Yeah, agreed. And not only
2: that, the the ensemble, because uh, Mr. and Mrs. Well, Janet McTeer, who's always great. She is always great. And then Mr. Daly.
0: Yeah, Kieran Hines. Yeah, who's, who's also, also always, always great. Yeah. And but, they were a great couple. And um, one of the things I think I like, and I also, we're going to talk about the Chuan series here in a second. One of the things I like about both of these ideas, the woman in black, right, is that this unsuspecting man sees her. He doesn't know he shouldn't see her. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Nobody tells, but everybody in town is like, every time you see her, one of our children right. die. It's like, wow, that's, who came up with that? I know. Oh my God, that's I know. terrifying. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and that adds a whole different creepy layer because then he's looked at as a villain, yeah. and he's an you know, he's an outsider already, mm-hmm. and they so they're sort of suspicious of him already. Right. But then they have a very good reason yeah. for it. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the whole like the core, the central idea, the curse, right? So not so much why the ghost is the ghost and what she's mad about. That's a little bit more sort of typical ghost story lore. But the curse itself, what ha- that is so specific, and just absolutely terrifying. And yeah. then the way it manifests itself, because then she shows up, only the kids can see her, so we don't know what she's saying or doing, and she convinces these little children to kill themselves yeah. in sometimes the most horrifying ways. It's a it's a genius, cracked concept. It's a great yeah. idea for a scary it movie. It really
1: is. It's one of those, like, why didn't you tell me first the movie? Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had to stay at home. I didn't need to go out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's yeah. driving me
0: out there? Why didn't you tell me when you were driving me out here?:
2: How <laughs> to stay at home? Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, really solid, solid ghost story from 2012: "The Woman in Black." Taking us up to number three from 2002: A mysterious and vengeful spirit marks and pursues anybody who dares enter the house in which it resides. The ghost is Toshio in Ju-on, the grudge <laughs>
0: So this is another one that Takashi Shimizu did the original and he did also the the Japanese sequel. And then he also did the first two um, English language um, versions, which is one of the reasons why I think they really stand up. They hold up pretty well. It's one of the rare rare, uh, cases where the English language remake is quite solid as well. Um, And a lot of it goes down to um, you've got the same two actors of the ghosts play in all four films, which is nice because, you know, what their sweet faces to look for to be. And one of the things I think is effective about this is how just cherubic the ghost faces are. And yet Mm -hmm. it's those ghosts who are going to do you in. It's not like they're a warning of something, you know, Maleficent. That's them. They're going to kill you badly. But Toshi was the one I choose, the little boy, because he's he's got such a sweet little face, and because. But he is.
2: They do make him look creepy. Yeah,
0: and also the cat. You know, it goes back and forth. But bleh, I'm rambling. The point that I want to make <laughs> is another fascinating concept with a ghost: is that as soon as you walk in the house, you are fucked. Yeah. There's nothing you can yep, do about nothing. it. You are just screwed. And I'd never this is the when I saw this the first time, I'd never seen that before. Where like escaping the house usually you just can't get out of the house but once you're out of the house you're safe then i was just and also right uh, this movie just moves it a quick clip there's just bam 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 death 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 right right away all the time it's very percussive but again it the, the idea that settles in with you after you've seen the movie is that once they go in this house there is absolutely nothing they can do She's going to follow them wherever they go, and she is going to kill them. And that is just so scary. And it's
2: also a a thread that we saw in J-horror on a few different films. Um, Of course, The Ring, which we talked about, was another one where the English language is as good, if if not better, than the original. We see some of that. And then the other one, what's the one? I can't remember where it is on his back. Shudder. Yeah, that's another one where you carry, you cannot get rid of it.
0: Yeah, it's always yeah, it's literally sitting on your shoulder, weighing <laughs> you down, and giving you back problems. Yeah,
1: it's like a it's a it's a disease movie, isn't it? It is. It's mm-hmm. a, it's, it really is. It's 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 almost just reminds you of uh, it's like like a contagion type story. I feel if you we're if watching Outbreak or Contagion, you know, it's it's a uh, because you're right. Like you can't escape it. Like once it's on you, then then you have it, and also you pass it over. Yeah, that, that's that's the other thing. You know that that's. You might get someone who hasn't, you know, like in this case, you know, they have to be in the house. But but that sort of narrative, I think, spread, no, but indebted into uh-huh. other movies as well, That where oh. they took it. Sure. And there was other stories where you don't even, like, it follows or something. Yep. Yeah. You don't even need to be in the house. Exactly. You don't even need to see where the origin is. It just gets passed on and passed on and passed on. And the way of how, like, we're not going to follow one, uh, one hero or heroine. We're going to follow them all and just watch them get killed off one by one. Um, and also not necessarily in chronological order which makes it even more interesting um yeah it's it's fascinating and it just really showed, like that was such a big uh um a period of japanese horror yeah. that you know of you have you said ring you have um the grudge you have dark water as well yeah. and, and all of all of those three immediately getting remade as well uh, in 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 hollywood remakes that also were good as you said and, in, and obviously of course in the case of the grudge it's the same director so Mm -hmm. you know makes a lot of sense yeah um so yeah no no a great movie very effective and 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 those you know narrow japanese houses work so well for that like every corner uh, is is something and and the camera is almost cctv you know in the corners and uh it's it's so well made
0: yeah it is and it's and it's interesting i think too that j horror has such a uh history of really ghost stories but they look and Behave so much differently than European and American ghost story movies, like completely differently. And um, and so you're right away um, unsettled because you you can't predict what's going to happen. And I think that you know you get used to like England has a tremendous history of of ghost story films, and then uh, the United States uh, does as well. Really, from the beginning of of cinema here, um, it was a go to. But they all follow a certain pattern to a certain degree. And then we with this onslaught of J horror in like the late 90s into the beginning 2000s. And you just, eventually you're like, okay, now I know what to expect because now I can see how these films go. Cause they do have, they all have their own sort of specific cultural history. But before we started seeing them in the United States, you just had no idea. The ring was so scary because you had no idea what was gonna happen next. And yeah. I think that was even, um, I think that was even truer with the Juan series. And they, And by the second one, with the childbirth i mean it got weird it got it got weird but i do like the almost anthology style of the two japanese Juwan films because they really are a lot they because they don't follow a chronology and they and they take place all over and it goes along with the idea that you're just off kilter you just don't know what you're about to see at any point
1: it's a, it's a puzzle and and i think i think you're right about that like how it's different from what we have in europe and in america and as well i think there is a lot of with urban america there there is a lot of legacy and pedigree of of ghost stories in literature mm-hmm. that then just carried over then it's just the same type of storytelling but now it's on the camera mm-hmm. where with japan i think because everything changed you know in japan after you know uh the second world war mm-hmm. and 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 everything kind of and by that point you know cinema was already an art that exists right then it was like this this the, the first medium for those new stories was cinema right and and that's when you get like people start playing with it Godzilla same thing you mm-hmm. know like the like the, the the first medium was cinema so they didn't have that baggage of this is how a story goes Hemingway style or, right, or, right or anything before that or a fairy tale they still kept that that was in the in the you know the source of it of all of their mythology but um you see how playful it is with the with the just the the, the format of the of cinema. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think that's what makes them so unique. So at number three,
2: one of our J horror favorites, The Grudge. Ju-On The Grudge from two thousand two. Uh, moving it up to number two from two thousand one. A woman who lives in her darkened old family house with her two photosensitive children becomes convinced that the home is haunted. It's the staff in The Others.
0: Sometimes the world of the dead gets mixed up with the world of the living. You told your brother that there was someone else in the room. There was. That'll do, Anne. I've seen them too. (laughs) You have? Sooner or later, she'll see them. What do you want? So that is an ugly spoiler right there, but it's a 21-year-old movie. If you haven't seen the others yet, well, then that's, that's on you. <laughs> well, you know, I
2: don't know if your social media algorithm is anything like mine, but if you get those clickbait lists about uh, the most twisty endings in, ever in movies, oh, I click yeah. on them, and this is always on there, as it should be.
0: As it should be. It's a great. And honestly, if you have seen it, you know that literally anybody in the entire film could have been on this list, but I think that it's the staff... Um, And in particular, uh, Mrs. Mills, Fanola Flanagan. Oh, she's great. Yeah, they're the ones that that, uh, she's so, just, she knows, I'm not going to tell you, there's some rules apparently I can't really tell you, but (laughs) please just wake up and follow along. And it's like, she's talking to Nicole Kidman's character, but she's really talking to the audience as well. Like, if you would just pay attention you would get this. And then at the end, you're like, oh, duh. Yeah. And it's another
2: great gothic atmosphere, mm-hmm. as it said in the synopsis there photosensitive children. Everything is dark. And then even when they're out in the, in the grounds, mm-hmm. uh, tending to the lawn or whatever with the, with the staff, everything is just so, so gothic and creepy. Like you mentioned, you're waiting on somebody to have a realization, yeah. that both a character and the audience. Yeah. Let's come on, let's get there.
0: And this is uh, director um, Alejandro Amenabar, who also did The Sea Inside with Javier Bardem. He also did Thesis, which is a great horror film. But The Sea Inside is a—it's not. It's a drama with, with uh, Javier Bardem that's just, uh, just spectacular and wonderful. And I would love to see him do more, well, films of any kind, really, but more horror movies. Because I think that, yeah, I think that his storytelling, the way he structures this and unveils information room to room to room is so beautiful it's beautiful yeah. you know um yeah. that i would love to see another one
1: yeah absolutely i mean it's it's uh, absolutely wonderful and and uh, uh also he made uh, open your eyes which mm. later on got, remade as vanilla sky which i love both of those right. as well. and, and they're they're so well done in that sort of storytelling which also, not coincidentally, you see that one of the producers of the other is, is Tom Cruise mm. uh, with his wife then wife uh, in it, and so so maybe that was a way of paying back of like, hey, you know, we remade your awesome movie, <laughs> you know, make another one, you know, and uh, um and 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 thank God that they did because it, it's absolutely wonderfully directed and wonderfully written, as you say, like a uh, storytelling. Um, and and just that atmosphere—it's so so thick—and and and, and you are like you're kind of looking Nicole. And it's like, are you the hero, or but there's something wrong with you? Yeah. there's, there's mm-hmm. something paranoid. Is it justified? Is it because of the influence of the house? Is the house bad? But the help turns out they're the most chill-based ghosts. Yeah. The <laughs> uh, they just—they know what it's all about, right. And they're just kind of like waiting, looking, at they're watching, waiting for her to be like, "Come on," you know. Yeah, it's is- almost
2: like. They've been down this road before. Yeah. You know, yeah. here
0: we yeah. go. This yeah. is what we have to do. <laughs> one of the reasons, one of the things I love about this movie and about Nicole Kidman's character, it the whole film is so reminiscent of the innocents. Yes. And mm. her character, mm. while she's she's the, the woman of the house, as, as opposed to Deborah Kerr's character, who was the help, they have this similar um, brittle quality where you know in the end— you're the problem here, right? Like, you're the root of the problem, not the spooky stuff we're looking at. So, And The Innocence is one of my favorite movies. So, so uh, yeah. right away, the way I think that The Others kind of um, homages that film without stealing anything from it makes it a, a more powerful movie.
1: Absolutely.
2: Number two, The Others from 2001 with that twisty ending. And if you haven't seen it, hope we didn't spoil anything, but go see it. <laughs> go check it out. All right, moving up to uh, number one, of course, one of the all-time classic ghost stories. Really needs no introduction. From 1980, the ghost is Delbert Grady in The Shining. Mr. Grady, you were the caretaker here.
0: (laughs) I recognize you.
2: I saw your picture in the newspapers. You, uh chopped your wife and daughter up into little bits. And uh, then you blew your brains out.
0: I'm sorry to differ with you, sir. But you are the caretaker.
2: You've always been the caretaker. I should know, sir.
0: I've always been here. We've talked about this one a couple times. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and this is another movie where, you know, Lloyd. What, what movie is that? Sorry, <laughs> I didn't. <this>, what? <laughs> Lloyd came in second, right? Lloyd I mean, the bartender, and, yeah. Right, but but the and and I know I've talked about the scene before too. I just think one of the greatest sort of power shift scenes ever in any movie ever is in the bathroom. With Lloyd and Jack, or excuse me, with uh, Delbert and and Jack Torrance. It's great. Where he's he's wiping the drink off of him, and Jack Torrance thinks he's going to be funny, and he's going to, I know who you are. Mm -hmm. And then by the, you know, just this... Slowly, And, the, the, of course, yeah. obviously, Kubrick's camera is so perfect. The whole power just shifts from one to the other while he's it does. you know, being so polite and, and, and wiping his jacket. The two actors oh are
2: great. You can okay. see it in their faces. Obviously, Jack Nicholson as a Jack Torrance. But Philip Stone, suddenly his, his jaw starts to stiffen.
1: And that's <laughs> when
2: he's no longer submissive. He is in control that's of right. this situation. I'm with you. I love that entire scene. The way it's shot the, in that antiseptic cold bathroom Ooh. nobody else around that that creepy music echoing in the background oh, yeah. and the two actors and of course if You know Kubrick they probably filmed it 62 times <laughs> but <laughs> To get that one perfect take but love it.
0: Yeah, it is perfect uh,
1: uh, Yeah, may- maybe they got it wrong, but then uh, Kubrick corrected them so- uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well nice. played sir. I-, I was waiting for that one Um <laughs> But no, it's it's a, and 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 uh, you know not to get too film nerdy, but like yeah, a uh, uh, purposefully breaking the one hundred and eighty degree rule, you know, to to when he, when he cuts back to them, just again as you said, to 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 show that power shift, and it's it's so beautiful and unexpected because you know it's not the 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 main ghost coming in that's being like luring him in or anything like that. It it just starts with some guy that spills the drink over. him and you know that that there's something wrong and you know that they're not real. But you don't expect that. That's the crux of the story. Right. It just comes just out of nowhere from behind you, and 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 it takes uh, takes us and, and and Jack Nicholson by surprise. So that one scene, we can just talk about that. Really, yeah, because no. The Shining is of you know seen so many times. It's difficult not to because he has the same that that. He, he puts a spell on you for sure and and uh, um i have been to colorado and i've seen the the inspiration for stephen king oh, um nice. at the stanley hotel um and um if, yeah i mean you 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 can't help but think of a story like that when you're there such such a genius film yeah and you, and you then, mentioned okay. the
2: other ghosts the, the, the obviously the hotel is full of great ghosts you mentioned lloyd yeah, uh, played by Joe Turkle, and the old lady in the bath. Yeah, uh, Billy Gibson, and then of course the Grady the, twins, yeah, the
0: Grady twins. But
2: you know, without going too far down a, a shining rabbit hole here, when you when you bring up Delbert Grady, you have to remember that there's also Charles Grady mm. is mentioned in the story about he's the one. Uh, that's the story that uh, Jack gets told at the beginning. So then you go down that whole uh, that whole rabbit hole of the the uh, relationship between Charles Grady and Delbert Grady.
0: Or are they the same person? Uh-huh. Or yeah. reincarnation. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the guy in the bear suit. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, yeah. He seemed busy, so. I don't <laughs> <think he's there. laughs>
2: We're disturbing them. That's right. <laughs> but it, it just shows you, I think, the power of that movie how many rabbit holes people have, have dug for it. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, whether worthy or not. And I, I would recommend the, the documentary. It's only like an hour. It just came out, Kubrick on Kubrick. Oh, yeah. Uh, where some of his, really his only interviews that he gave over many years, even for the just for the segments where he talks about The Shining, yeah. and you get the, the idea that, no, he just viewed this as a simple ghost story, yeah. and maybe these rabbit holes are all manufactured by yourselves. But it, it's still very interesting to... To talk about, yeah, well, and also these two ghosts,
0: the documentary Room Two Thirty Seven, which is oh, nothing, yeah. nothing but oh, those yeah. rabbit holes, and is great, is super fun to watch.
1: Somehow, simultaneously, both of these uh, theories are true. I think you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> nothing can ever be just simple with Kubrick, even if he tries. And that is number one,
2: Delbert Grady from The Shining, nineteen eighty. Good group of ghosts. Well done, but of course, anybody. In Fright Club, any Fright Clubber that might have one that we missed, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We look forward to they it. They will. They totally will. That's right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us obviously uh, easily on Twitter. That's at Fright Club Pod. Also on Facebook and Instagram. It is Mad Wolf Columbus, the main website, madwolf.com. And as we talked about in the beginning, please come join our special Fright Club podcast group on Facebook. Uh, just do a request to join and boom. You'll be in, and we'll keep the conversation going there. So, a lot of fun talking about ghosts with George Popov.
0: Yeah, it was. Thanks for coming. Oh, as always. No,
1: it's 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 my my home away from home. Uh, I love it. <laughs>
0: so, thank you. Well, thank we you love
2: for it having me. And we talked about and your your side world projects. So, once again, where can we find them? And the merch and everything. Where can we connect with you?
1: Absolutely. So, so yeah, Nation Village is the one that, that inspired all of this. So, so check it out. And uh, if you haven't seen the other two, Haunted Forests of England and Terrors of the Sea. They're also gonna be on on Amazon, on Tubi, and and uh, as you said, pretty much everywhere VOD wise. So you can enjoy them there. And and uh, yeah, in the Nation Village, uh, I do suggest there is a few ghosts there. Um, especially uh Fred Archer, the jockey, very interesting story there. And in, uh, in in that <laughs> one, yeah. So also you can check our our store at um, SideWorld.co.uk. Uh, there you can find all these items we have been talking about, and and uh, it's one of our newest ways to expand expand the the SideWorld universe. So so. Uh, and enjoy, and join tell us what you think. And you can tell us what you think on Twitter at uh, sideworld UK and at Rubicon Films UK, where we share everything else in terms of us. And I'm there somewhere as well at the, the George Popov. So um, same on Instagram, and we have our groups on Facebook too. So uh, again, thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll you know I'll see you there. Do yeah. you know
0: what? Actually, I want to say, um, Damnation Village made me realize something that had never occurred to me before, which is that ghost stories are essentially time loop stories. And um yeah. and I forget which one but it was he just he makes the same trek to the to the church like every day through the Yeah, it was the th- Black
1: yeah of, of Presbury, yeah. And
0: yeah. Uh, and watching that I thought to myself, of course he it's I'm like, "Oh my god, they're just trapped in a time loop." And it <laughs> had never yes. ever occurred to me before that that's really what ghosts are. They're just trapped in a time loop.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think we we bring that theory in 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 the second chapter of the Nation Village, which is this village that's nearby where I live called Presbury, and and uh, yeah, a lot of the ghosts there just seem like less uh, uh, the specters of the dead coming to to ask you something, and more about like these recordings. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting, and it's a, a theory that's been brought up many times. So yeah, uh, uh, thanks for saying that. But yeah, yeah check it out and and, and see. Um, if you can see spot something that we didn't so
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah check them all out very much uh, worth your time we're looking ahead to next Fright Club well we'll be back at Gateway Film Center for Fright Club Live on May the 12th
0: we're going to show uh, Brandon Cronenberg's first feature film uh, Antiviral which is super fun I love this movie so much and well, uh, I don't know how fun it
2: is, but. <laughs> right, fun, fun is always Quote unquote word. I fun. I
0: always use that word wrong. Um, and then we're going to talk, strangely enough, as it came up earlier today, contagion. Contagion yeah. in horror. That's going to be our topic.
2: Yeah, and that's a good there one. There you go. So looking forward to that. Make it out if you can. Uh, in the meantime, please keep in touch. Uh, and until next time, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. This is the Fright Club Podcast, and he is George Popoff. Stay frightful, my friends.
0: Yay! Until
1: next time. Uh, Alright, yeah, love you both. You too. You too, too, man. See ya.